When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owl are. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome Yo. everyone to the Wolf for Now <laughs> Shit baby I, 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 Can you hear my voice is a bit Yeah you got a croak Can you hear my voice yeah. a bit Tom Davis Yeah, yeah you got a nice croak to it Actually talking about that, um, you did a video yeah. the other day Where you about people complaining about the heat uh, and then you sort of yeah. your generic idiot voice of people that sort of like talk about yeah was very much an impression of me but it wasn't supposed to be man i don't know where that i don't know <laughs> very much it wasn't supposed sounded to sounded like myself when i watched it i was chuckling to myself thinking oh, oh here he goes king zing's on it again other uh <laughs> the old gag matching <laughs> And uh, um, I, uh, well, listen, man, I, dude, I can only apologize because it must be a, I mean, I guess that makes us even, doesn't it? I do one impression that might be of you on an Instagram video and you regularly do an impression of me every single week you can do it at the live shows and it gets a massive round of applause and it's become the, the voice that people most associate with me more than my own. So yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I'm a piece of shit. Oh, oh my pearly friends. Um. <laughs> Mate, so... Yesterday, hit me pay. Oh, by the way, we're doing two episodes this week. This is the first of two. We're going to just chat on this one. Why have I announced this? Am I supposed to announce? Yeah, you it? can yeah. announce it. We're just chatting on this one. Yeah, we're just chatting on this one, and then we'll do some emails. And and we're doing this at seven eleven. It's seven eleven in the morning now. So were you were you gigging last night? No, no, I wasn't. I had the night off, but I did stay up till late. Foolishly, yeah, I, I was gigging. I've got league tonight. Have you? Yeah, I was. I was. I've done the last four nights. Yeah. So um, my voice feels it now. But I've had four banging nights in four beautiful cities. Incredible cities. So shout out everyone who came. Mm. Well, shout out nearly everyone who came So you along. just change up the gig reports when, between when we're recording and when we're not, yeah? <laughs> no, I was saying to you beforehand, look, the audience No, because you, you, like, you said it was like, you said it was fullness of pricks and you're just happy to take their money and run, <laughs> is what... 
is what you said beforehand, but now suddenly... Oh, I'm going to get you now. I'm going to have a little dig at you now, pal. Oh, here we um, go. Here we, here we go. He's, he's unsheathed his sabre. Um, no, no. This Actually, then unsheathed the sabre. That was so dumb. No, most of the, the audiences were incredible. One thing I'll say is there seems to be an un, like, unholy amount of people who turn up and feel that it's a conversation rather than a show. But certainly in the two of the four that have just gone, I, I find it insane that when you're doing stand-up, people try to almost have a conversation or just have a conversation in, like, the third row through the whole show, like they're in a bar. How, yeah. do, how do you deal with that as, as an experience? Like, you, I look at you a bit like you're Merlin and I'm Arthur. Wow. <laughs> um, so I'm sort of like the old wise and kind yeah. of wizard and you're the young upstart who's going to go over and become one of the greatest in the world yeah. well yeah I mean, no, but, but Merlin's look there's a cameo you've got a cameo look somebody's look look behind Catherine, Catherine are they, Grace are they waving at you she's waving at you oh yeah little G GG. Oh, she loves this room she's upset she, she's starting her own podcast yeah yeah oh yeah oh she wants to come in oh bless her oh that's so sweet is that oh, no. you just stay in that room all day is it you just let her in for 10 minutes. You know what time, I'm, I'm trying to do is have that sort of feeling that my office is a place that, you know, when she comes in it, she sort of is like, it's a special occasion. A bit like, you know, like adventure play, yeah, playground or something like she sort of, and yeah. I, I like the idea of me sort of sitting in here with you and then Catherine going, shh, daddy's working, daddy's working. He's doing important business. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's nice for her to realise that you can make money from doing something. It requires no effort or talent whatsoever, <laughs> which is how I describe the Wolf and Now podcast to anybody that doesn't know about it. Uh, how do I deal with that? Well, like, the truth is, on the last tour, like, my first tour, people come in and see me. This is, I mean, I'm, I don't want to get into too much detail, but uh, when I did my first tour, people come and see me as a stand-up. And now, I don't know if this is happening to you, but, like, now, like, there are people that come and see me that have watched The Travel Show or have watched League and don't know me as a stand-up. So it's more like... They've seen that I'm on in their town, so they come. And so it's more like they almost don't know what to expect. Do you know what I mean? Like, they don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, like, it's a bit weird. So so, so then when you do start doing it, I have had more than one occasion people not realising you're supposed to be quiet during the show. Like, they sort of think it's like a, an evening with or something like that. So they start, not like, chatting at questions or you're, like... D d <laughs> Yeah, honestly, that, that's the, that's the way some people like. So like, you'll do a bit, and then somebody will just shout out, "Yeah, that happens in our house." And you go, "Yeah, I mean, it's the nature of observational <laughs> comedy that I hope it does." That's exactly what you have. Yeah, and then they'll be like chatting our way through, and they go, "Yeah, yeah, no, he does that. It, like what you're describing, he does that." And then you go, "Yeah, yeah, I know, I know." But like, the, but the thing is, you've got to like, they don't know that they're fucking with the rhythm of what's happening. Do you know what I mean? They think they're like being. They're just having a lot. They're just getting involved. And it's like this difficult thing where you're walking a line between they've got to stop talking because it's damaging the show. But at the same time, they're not being horrible. If somebody heckle, it's actually more difficult that than if somebody like says your shit or whatever heckle you might get, you can then like, then you can just like deal with it. If somebody thinks they're being nice, but you also need them to shut up, that's quite a, it's quite a difficult line to walk. It's, really, it's 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 like a head fuck, but it's, it's also nice because they're usually enjoying the show, and you're like, you can have a you know, it's when you chat to them and then they keep on talking. Like now they think now. Yeah. I had a woman the other day who genuinely thought that we became a double act, which was which was a nice woman, but I was like, this isn't why people have come. They haven't come to see me yeah. and someone who's sitting in the third row have a conversation. 
Because number one, you're not mic'd. And as funny as you think you are, only about sort of like six yeah. percent of the audience can hear what you're saying. It's it's like genuinely like, I've, and I've, then I start feeling for the rest of the audience. Yeah, it's a mad one. But they've been amazing uh, shows, you, man. By the way, I've got, I've got to ask you. What I've, I've got to ask you this, right? Because I can't believe you haven't told me this. What did you think of my prank? Which, which prank? I asked one of the techs to make your mic cut in and out during your show. Did it? Did it happen? Oh man. Jeez, how do you know about this? <laughs> no, it was number one. Can I say I? <laughs> you're such a cheeky little Chester. You think you're so? <laughs> no, somebody emailed. Somebody emailed. Somebody uh, emailed in and said that your mic was had an issue or something. So before the show, I went to Cambridge with Catherine and Grace, which was amazing. Uh, took Grace on a punt, um, which sort of actually, in retrospect, she's a bit too young and spent the whole time trying to jump in. Uh, the river in Cambridge. Um, I don't know if that was because my chat was so drab. Um, oh, have you ever been punting? Oh, we've got a pause. Hello, man. You... We had a big. Yeah, you dropped out. Oh, there. Go on. So, I, 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 you... is, is it mine? Net or it, mine's really quick. I just tested it. My, mine's mine's fine. Usually, I don't know. I can't see why mine would be. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So you took you took Grace. You, right, you um, took Grace on a punt. Yeah, we went punting. Have you been punting before? Uh, I think I've been punting in Cambridge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an insane thing because you're watching... It's a very difficult thing, punting, right? It's the real technique to it. I, me and Catherine watch about three or four people, solely men, uh, get on the, these punts, right, and sort of give it a large, like, oh, I'll be able to do this, this will be easy, and, and fall into the water. <laughs> into the really water. Really embarrassingly into the water. so. Yeah, what's he wrong? Like, because the nature, you've got to push that big pole, yeah. right? And then you've got to pull it out and push it, yeah. and it gets stuck in the bottom. So what you see is it getting stuck, like the the pole getting stuck, and then the fucking thing going pushing out further and further. And then then they're trying basically instead of they try and hold onto the pole instead of just sort of letting it go yeah. um, and fall in. And it but it was like these Did sort that of happen? like Honestly, quite sort of, people yeah. are falling into the water. Mate, it, I said to the guys, like, does this happen all the time? And the bloke was like, yeah, I see twelve to fifteen people a day. Shut in the water. up! Are you serious, mate? It's insane. It's mad. <laughs> I was just sitting there just watching these blokes, just thinking, at what point did you think this looked easy? And also, like, one guy was clearly, because he was clearly on a sort of quite a fresh date in quite a like, sort of new relationship, right? Yeah. And the girl, the woman, was sitting there drinking a Pims, sort of dressed up really nice. So he was quite well dressed up. Hugo bots passed from head to toe. Yeah. Hugo got, like, you know, where, where do you stand on two pieces? The two-piece sort of shortened shirt set set. Do you mean like a co-ord? What are you talking about? Yeah, like a co-ord. Yeah, yeah, like a like a like a matching shirt and a matching pair of shorts. Uh, well, I feel like the idea of them is better than the reality. If I'm being honest with you, it's sort of like you see them. I think you. I, I mean, I can't really pull them off, to be honest. Yeah, I can't. And 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 so I, I think like there'll, there'll be certain people like when you walk past the they're they're a billboard extravagance, aren't they? You walk past someone on a billboard and think, "Oh, they look amazing." I might get that because I'll look the same. And then you buy it, and then you just sort of look at yourself and you look like, oh, "It looks like Hugo's been sick on me." You know, it's yeah. So this guy had that on, and then he had also Hugo Boss trainers. Yeah. So he looked like he'd gone out for a day, and he'd gone in bigger on Hugo. Um, and his and his this the woman he's with sitting there, she's having some pims. And you could see her face just going like, why didn't we just spend an extra £30 getting someone to do this for us? Uh, and he's sort of laughing and, and trying to give it the bigger, and he's really struggling. 
and then it, the the stick thing gets caught in the mud, and you just watch watch him just fall in. It was really horrible to watch, and she's sort of laughing, and there's probably about 150 people out on the river just laughing at him, <laughs> and he sort of swims, and he tried to make it funny, but then he's, because he hasn't got a pole now, he's got a cheap little paddle, and he's got to wait for someone to sort of come and help him. It was really quite... Oh, it's the sort of thing that would happen to me in my heyday of being a loser. <sighs> what is happening? Did you do it, though? Is this... Is this... No, I didn't. I... Oh, then you Did... dropped out again. I'm going to move somewhere, man. I don't know. Let me... It might be me. I'm going to try and go... Oh, shit. My wife right, I've lost... I don't know if you can hear me. I've lost Tom. I mean, you can hear me because I'm just recording locally. But I've lost Tom. I'm going somewhere else. Ah. <sighs> Okay, so uh, I don't know how much of this would have been included. JT, you're going to have to cut out this middle section. Yeah, you're going to do some snipping, some heavy I've had snipping to, look, too. guys, look, look, full disclosure, I've had to move rooms. There's some issue with my internet. Tom was janking in and out. We're in the middle of a really exciting punt chat. Yeah. It went, it, it went and now Romesh so. is in, very excitingly, he is in his and the Swan's bedroom, which is very yes, exciting. Um, it's also yeah, a nice his... looking man, because when I went to your house, I didn't get a tour of the upstairs. Um... Yeah, think, yeah. Well, I didn't get a, I didn't get a tour of the downstairs or the upstairs in your house because I've not been invited round. <laughs> so. Look, look mate, I've thrown the offer out there, so I'm just saying. That's not right. no, but look, look, can I tell you something? An offer of going, you can come around whenever you want, is not an offer. That's not an invite. Right, I'm going to invite, but also, can I just say this? Right, yeah, it has to be the Toby Carvery, and yeah, I want the Toby Carvery of you. I mean, I'm not going to mention it because we've mentioned it quite excessively in the last two episodes. Well, and I'm you... pretty sure we've breached some sort of legal guideline on it, to be honest with you. I feel and like then... I'm, a co- I'm an accomplice. <laughs> and then you come round to the house, um, yeah, and you can sort of say, yeah, I'll show you everything. Um, Speaking of coming round to the house, Tom, can I just yeah. tell you something that happened yesterday? No, right. it feels so... It's amazing that I can hear you clearly. It feels like a luxury. But... Um, Somebody buzzed on the door yesterday. Oh. And um, Lisa answered. And they said, we'd like 15 minutes of Romish's time. And then Lisa said, what's it about? And they said, we just need to speak to Romish about something quite important. So, so Lisa then, Lisa made the maverick decision of not telling them I was out and just saying, hold on one second. Yeah, but okay, and, hey, 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 defence for the swan here. That's a very yeah. unusual predicament, and she was she probably felt quite threatened, so she needed you to come and be there for her. Well, I didn't do that. I mean, look, I didn't think that. What? What? What are you? What are you doing? A sh- oh you doing my sh- god! I. Oh well, okay. Finish the story, and then we'll break. No, this no, down. go on. What do you? No, what do you want to say? Let's hear what you got. Well, to say. I'm hoping that what happened is you you got off the sofa, sort of finished playing, you know, Warcraft or bloody Call of Duty or whatever you were playing, and mm. said, right. Well, <laughs> Oh, okay, let me deal with this. I'm hoping that's what happened. No, that isn't what happened. Oh, so no. so they said they wanted to talk to me about some sort of uh, something or other. And they said it was like a thing they wanted me to get involved in, like some event or something like that. So oh, The audacity uh, of these people to just turn up at your house out of the blue. I know, it was, weird. It was really weird. I was and also, that's a big thing to... Because that drive's about a mile long, so that's a big... Oh, here we go. Here <laughs> that's we a go. big risk. <laughs> that's a two-mile walk, just to sort of, like... 
You know, we couldn't see them because the house is so far away from the front where they were buzzing. It was like, (laughs) why did I try and join in on that? It's pathetic. So half-hearted. Anyway, the long and the short of it is, is that, um, well, I didn't go out to see them, but they didn't leave for quite a while. I mean, we were due to go out for, we were going out for a roast dinner last night. And um, I was quite nervous that they were still going to be there when I left, to be honest with you. Well, can I can I ask what they look like? I've got no idea. What? Because you I don't have your ring doorbell on. Yeah, but the swan. I'd need to get the swan in to describe what they look like. Swan. Swan. This is actually quite terrifying. Swan. She doesn't this respond is, to swan anymore. It's also a sad indication of how the how your life is. Lisa. Lisa. My God, this is tragic. She's in the she's in the room. I don't understand why she's not responding. Lisa. Oh my God, you're like oh Shuey Griffin. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, for fuck's sake! Actually, I don't think she is in the room. I think she might go downstairs. Well, yeah, I hope she's not, because otherwise, otherwise, it's a really sad indication of how your relationship's going. All the jokes oh, you do God. is if she's standing in this room and you're doing that, and she's just staring at you. Well, Man. you know what? You know what? You joke about that. What she does like to do, and I've I've learned now not to do this. Whenever she comes to watch a show, occasionally I like go, oh, at the end of the show and go, oh, my wife Lisa's in the audience. She never, she fucking makes out like she's not there. So I go, Lisa, do you want to just say hello? And they just remain completely. Are you sure silent. that people were at the door and Lisa wasn't just fucking with you? No, she no, I, no, there were people at the door. But but then then I then I go oh Lisa must have not come back I genuinely think oh she must have not come back for the second half maybe her mates wanted to go for a drink and then she come and meet me after the show and she and I go were you in the second half of the show she goes yeah I go but I called I called like, I said your name and said like say hello and she goes yeah I didn't want to do that oh wow wow I mean that is listen I mean look if if people have listened like been at your gigs and that's happened and now where you're sort of crying out her name and she's not coming, it is, there's a chance that she doesn't exist. I mean, I've seen her, I've met her. And yeah. Oh. Yeah, but... F- yeah, can you see Grace just sm- trying to smash down the door? No. No, she, yeah. she's below the level of the... Oh, oh yeah, she- but... Yeah. yeah. She's a little rascal. She's, she's, you actually... Yeah. Sp- you do spend time... This is, a real, this is a real insight into our family life. So we've got a situation where my wife is somebody who I basically pay occasionally to appear when friends come round, but doesn't really exist. And your child is someone who so rarely sees you that when she does glance at you through a window, she's trying to bang the door down to get to you. Yeah, like, no, the, no, end no, of the, king, like the end of the Kingsman. <laughs> having said that, having said that, is there an argument that that feels worse now in 2023 than it used to? People used to knock on your door all the time to have a chat with you, didn't they? Not, not a lot about stuff like that. Not, but what I mean is... You get people knocking on the door going, we're doing like driveways in there and one of going to come in and have a chat about like They could speak to anyone in the home and say we're doing driveways and someone could, they specifically picked you out to come and have a chat. Like it's like it's a social. Mm. What I'd say is if they come back just arrange to meet them somewhere and then to turn up like meet them in a cafe or an area where there's loads of other people. You know like Jerry Maguire did when he well, the guy did when he sat Jerry Maguire. Busy restaurant. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, do you know what my mum? Do you know what my mum did? And but and I'm nervous of telling this story because I don't want people to suddenly think this. Because I've I've since warned my mum off doing this. Two people contacted her on Facebook and said, "Oh, we watched you on Ranganation or whatever." 
we really want to meet you. Is it possible to meet you? And then mum arranged to meet them in a cafe. She t- yeah. She told me about it. She goes, I'm meeting this couple. I said, how do you know them? She goes, I don't know them. They just got in touch with me and said that they, they liked what I did on TV or whatever and they wanted to meet up. I said, are you fucking insane? What are you doing? So she thought she was going to go meet these people. I got her to cancel it. That's mad. Yeah. I get a lot of people messaging me about having a pint before the show. Right. Have you ever done it? Would you ever do it? No, I like to catch up after and a chat after. But before, mm. I'm so nervous and anxious before what's your, show. What's your, what's your post-show etiquette? I have a chat with people. If people are there, I'll, I'll spend time chatting to them and, and have a bit of a laugh with them. Like, you, it you know, depends where do, I'm do, you know, do you know the difficulty I have, right? And this is the reason why a lot of people think I'm an arsehole. Um, or, or like members of the public think I'm not that approachable, which, you know, I, I would say it's a fair assessment that I'm not as no, approachable No, no, I think, you I think you're, you're kicking yourself there. You're a very approachable guy. And I think you're very no, sweet. No, but people. I mean, I give the impression of... If I'm people. honest with you, I mean, I like to think of being one of your best friends. Sometimes I don't know where I stand with you if I'm in a two-way conversation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- this is an ongoing... Like, this is an ongoing problem that I have. So, so basically, my default setting is just looking deeply unimpressed, which I can't help. Okay, so it's it's led to a number of issues. One, people that I'm even very close to, not knowing that if I'm enjoying their company or not. Okay, which is horrible. The other thing is when Lisa and I first went on holiday, three days into the holiday, she asked me if I was enjoying it because it's very difficult to tell. That that, that was in like the first flushes of like. It's not even when it's like dead and you're just waiting for the end. I'm talking about like the early bit when you're trying to impress each other. And then also the other problem I have is that TV producers say that I, I, when they're pitching ideas to me, I look like I, I hate it so much that they lose confidence midway through. You know what I've noticed you do, right, is you try right. now, like when me, me and you have been talking about a very exciting project that we're working on, and when I, when I chat to you about it, I notice that you add a little bit of sass just because you know that that's your default settings. <laughs> so you add a little bit on the phone or you add a little bit of like, I'll be going, oh yeah, it's really exciting, isn't it? And then you'll go, Oh, yeah, fucking hell, innit? No, you add a little bit of vibrance. Yeah, because I'm trying to correct a fault in mine. But obviously that makes... Again, Tom, you're going to go two-footed in on somebody that's just trying to improve themselves. No, 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 no. And I adore it about you. I think it's very cute. That doesn't sound like you adored it. Sounds like having a right old Mate, giggle. I'm eager about everything. That's, I'm the opposite scale. We've talked about this, but I'm, I'm eager about everything, which is, wor- which is worse than all. Like I've I, I've ended up going to people's house for dinner that I don't know because I look so eager and I, I wanted people to like me. So yeah, we're, we're two very different. You've gone to dinner at someone's house that you don't know. Well, not, not dinner at their houses, but I've gone out for drinks with them afterwards. Yeah, right. My big fear of that, and and you know, because like whenever whenever people think I'm I'm being unapproachable or I'm I'm not being friendly or whatever, and I'm, it's because my. I would say nine times out of ten, it's because of my insecurity, right? Or because right. of my, my, because I'm worried about talking to people. Now, after a show, this is genuine, right? After a show, you've, I've spoken to you after tour shows, right? Yeah. I never think it's gone particularly well, right? Or, yeah. or there'll be a bit that I've done wrong that I'm focusing on, or there's a bit of the show that I don't think is good enough and blah, blah, blah. So I'll be reflecting on that. What I get really nervous about is that I'm going to go outside and I'm going to meet up with some people and they're going to tell me the thing that they didn't like about the show that I also know is the problem with the show and then I'm going to spiral. Do you know what I mean? So, so actually, yeah. I just get really nervous that... I, I, this is my thing. I, nine times out of ten, think I'm going to come outside, someone's going to go to me, that wasn't very good, was it? 
I've I've just come out to wait for no, you to I tell don't you think that. that. I, I don't think. I think if someone. No, I don't st- think they would either. But it's a deep, it's a deep set. You know, like it's yeah, one yeah, of them I get that. Paranoia I get that. things. Yeah, yeah. I well, get you that. don't do. You go to the. You organise a drink up afterwards, and you get that. You're so confident in what you're doing. It's not confident. You I, I, think I, I worry more than you do. I'm I'm less seasoned, mate. I'm the rookie here, mate. I'm I'm like Colin Farrell in. Well, I can't remember what the f- film's called. Do you know the one when he's like the um the, the, King the King's Speech. No. No, that's not Colin Farrell. That's Colin no, Firth. That's Colin Firth. <laughs> I'd love to watch the King's Speech with Colin Farrell in the midst of it. No, I'm like Colin Farrell, and you're like, I think it's Robert DeVal's, like the old sort of wise coach. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know? Yeah. And I'm sort of like, sort of, you know, the, this sort of edgy core upstart that you're sort of putting your arm around and stuff. Mm. You've, that's, that's the second time you've made it, you've done an example like that. <laughs> but. <laughs> You also like to do, you sort of doubt the way you're talking is like you've never done stand up before in your life as well. By the way, you, you really are downplaying your experience on stage. <laughs> I don't know. I've been about it as, as if the first time we met wasn't at a gig. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, and then, the, and then the second and third time we met wasn't at a gig. And in fact, I knew you exclusively from gigging when we first met. <laughs> but yeah, no. Listen. This tour's the first time you've ever walked on stage. You really are. You really are a prodigious talent. Well, that's what the reality show that we, we're yeah. making as, as I go around. You, the you're basically is. trying to create. You're trying to create this kind of this story, this narrative <laughs> that your stand-up's messy. As soon as you picked up the microphone, this guy. Sorry, are you saying this guy's never done it before? <laughs> Ian McKellen doing the VO of my reality show that comes out yeah. at the end of the tour. It's sweet. It's week one, and Tom Davis has never been on stage. I'm worried if I'm honest with you, Rom. I'm really, really worried. Listen, you've got this. Go for it. Be you. It's nerve-wracking as Tom is about to step on stage with a microphone for the first ever time. I think he's got it. I think he can do it. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think I'm needed on this. <laughs> I, I, I think we, we've, uh, we've set up my character... You could just spend the rest of the episodes just roasting the fuck out of me. But let me let me reiterate, you're the nice one. Yeah? <laughs> um, you know what I got hood, I got hoodwinked uh, two weeks ago. Actually, no, about a week and a half ago. Right? Go on, tell me. So me and Catherine uh, went to one. You know those little, um, like a bougie sort of high street sort of farmer's market? Like yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We took Grace out for breakfast, and after breakfast there was a little... In farmers market thing, we're like, oh, what wow, did you have for breakfast? Uh, I had a full English uh, cafe, nice. had a um, Mediterranean stroke vegetarian breakfast, and Grace had some pancakes. I mean, Grace had like half a pancake, and I ate the rest, so I had a fry mm. and some pancakes. Okay. Um, but afterwards, we're like, oh, the farmers market. Can, can and- I, sorry, sorry to interrupt again, but do you do this? I can imagine you're the sort of person who orders your breakfast and then you order, are you very excited about what Grace is ordering because you know that leftovers are on the cards. And then as you're watching your eat it, you just sort of constantly go, you full up, you full yet, <laughs> oh, you full yet. Oh, you can't eat any more than that. Oh, but you, 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 we don't have too much sugar, do we? Let daddy take, let daddy throw himself on the, <laughs> let daddy bear the brunt of that horrible sugar grenade for you, darling. Don't worry, I got you. I, this is tragic, right? When I order sometimes, like, I'll go, um, we'll just get the pancakes for the little one. And the woman's like, oh, do you, I said, do you just want some fruit and some yogurt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, yeah, we wouldn't be averse to a little bit of bacon and some maple syrup just on the side <laughs> as well. <laughs> actually, if we make her a little stack and then make her like a bigger stack that sort of she can have if she wants. but She, likes, she likes to have a second larger stack for security. <laughs> she gets nervous. 
Um, with sort of bacon syrup, maybe a bit of Nutella, banana. Just, I tell you what, why don't you just bring out all of the toppings <laughs> and I'll sort of, she likes to do it like a make your own thing. So yeah, 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 leave that there, yeah. She wants to be a chef when she gets older. Um, so we, we, we finish breakfast uh, and then we go into the, go like walking around this farmer's market, right? And as we're bowling around, we get to a stall uh, and the guy's uh, so, like selling this mushroom powder stuff. Have you tried this? Right. No. Oh, okay. So, I, I'm so I, I'm awful. I get like some of the shit that I've brought. We we've got a cupboard full of stuff that I've brought from these sorts of things. Like, and Catherine mm. rinses me for like I brought recently. Uh, well, probably about two years ago, I brought some stuff that it's the best glasses. This guy was like, "This is the best glasses cleaner you'll ever buy." It's incredible. <laughs> Realise that hot water is essentially the best thing to clean glasses. Yeah. I, and he went, if you buy this um, this stuff, your glasses will never get dirty again. Right? Mm. And I, Catherine, being Catherine and a lot brighter than me, said, well, surely you don't need a whole pot of it because if they never get dirty again, you know, he could just use it once. Like, you know. And the guy was like, yes, but, you know, oh, yeah. Obviously, it's best to have just in case. I buy it. I've used it twice. It smears your glasses. You, you get all the gunk gets in the sort of like fixings of it. It's terrible stuff. Well, I still, I've still kept it for. I get. I'm easily seduced by snake oilmen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Snake like, oil salesman. Yeah. Yeah. I, if they see me, they go, "Oh, this guy's a fucking target." So I start chatting yeah. to this guy about mushroom uh, powder, and he tells me he's like, "Oh yeah, if you have a teaspoon of this in your coffee in the morning." Like it will basically your clarity of thought. It completely gets rid of anxiety, which is we both know is you know anxious. Is something I have, and I was like, oh wow. Uh, he literally sells it to me. He goes through sort of three or four of the biggest problems I have throughout a day. Mm. Weight loss, da, da, da. this this stuff is the stuff, right? So I buy there's like different things that you know, one's for anxiety, one's for sort of energy. Da, da, da. So I buy three. So there's di there's different types of yeah mushroom powder. Different, right? Okay, fine. So he's like, yeah, put a teaspoon in your coffee. So I buy three of these different things, right? And get home, and I'm very excited about this. So genuinely to the point of like a kid at Christmas, I'm so buzzing for the next morning when I wake up for my coffee and I can put this mushroom powder in, mm. right? So what I do the next morning is I put three teaspoons of mushroom powder, one of each of the ones that I've brought, into my coffee. Yeah. And then for the rest of the day, arguably have the worst diarrhea I've ever had. Because as Catherine then said, I think probably what he meant is you only have one teaspoon, so you'd have like enough. Yeah, you leech choose one. which one you want. What you yeah, don't yeah. want is you, you don't want a fifty-fifty tea mushroom ratio. Basically. No, and then my sister, who's a nutritionist, was like, "It's one of the highest condensed amount. Basically, it's a diuretic, right?" I honestly, Rob, like now I've not. I've now they've just been putting the cover with all the other shit I've ever used. Because I'm like, I can't, re I can't take that risk. Lucky enough, I was what? working at home this day. But did you notice any benefits? No, oh, oh, literally weight loss wise, yeah. Because I went for ten shits within about an hour and a half. I was in absolute pieces. Like I, this is how bad it was, right? I had to work in our spare room with the ensuite as near to a toilet as I possibly could be. Because mm. every time I came out of the toilet, I'd sit down, start work again, and then be up and running back. Yeah, and I was cursing this guy. Absolute curse. And did, he, you, did, you, did you consider going back there? Well, he's only here there once a month. Right. So I've got to wait now for him to go back and then come back and get to say, look, you should have explained this better, mate. Mm. Like, I, I, well, let's hope he's not a Wolf and Alpha, and I imagine he won't turn up. <laughs> no. it, it, but you know, be, what it, it, you know what as well, right? 
when he was discussing the mushroom powder, as soon as someone starts, I thought, like, why don't I have a conversation with someone like that? I straight away want to be their friend because I was like, this guy's very, very cool. He seems like he's got his shit together. He was like, I have, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I think one's called a lion's mane. I have the lion's mane in the morning. Yeah, very lion's mane mushrooms are really good. Yeah. yeah. So I have a bit of lion's mane. Uh, then I'll have a bit of whatever, like the region you want or whatever. And I'll have, you know, and then I'll just, you know, like experiment. I'll do different things. And, and he was so cool. And, and I was like, oh, man, I can't. In my head, I thought... I, I'm going to be honest with you, the, the description of what he's doing leading to your assessment that he's cool and he's got all his shit together, I'm finding very difficult to put no, together. But He just had a, an aura. He had this really yeah. cool... I, I've a, never... a man said to you, I have a bit of lion's mane in the morning, <laughs> and you went, oh, this guy's kind of aspirational role model I've been looking for all my life. He had, he had the coolest flask I've ever seen, right? Okay, again, again... <laughs> Right, yeah, this really cool flask that looked like something from the future. That, what, was so, what was so cool about the flask? Well, it was basically, right, it was all metal and it had like a leather bounding around sort of where you'd hold it so your hand doesn't get burnt, right? But it had like a couple of little gadgety things coming off of it, like for different heat temperatures, I think. I don't know, I, I didn't ask because I was, didn't want to look stupid, but <laughs> he clearly thought I was stupid anyway. The way he upsold me everything he had on his stool. But, um, yeah. He was, yeah, the way he did it, he was just like, oh, would you like to try some... He had this chocolate drink, which was 100% cacao, and he was like... And he made me one of them. But the way he used this this flask, it was like... You know when you first saw, like, Back to the Future Fucking and Doc Brown's... hell, what? man. You, you really... You really... You really have been hoodwinked by this. I mean, like, you've been transfixed by this guy, haven't you? Yeah. He's made, yeah. You, he's made you a hot chocolate, which, by the way, 100% cacao... I know, knowing what you what I know about you is absolutely the worst type of chocolate you could possibly have, right? What's because, that? Because, because you've got such a sweet tooth, your favourite chocolate is like 3% cocoa solids. <laughs> so this, this, this guy's peddling. What's it? The fucking, Cadbury's one with jelly beans in is my yeah, favourite. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like white chocolate where they've got like M&Ms running through it. I mean, it's got like hundreds of thousands on the top. <laughs> that's what that's what I really feel. If you're a chocolate lover, that's the one you go for. <laughs> so you tried this cacao, hundred percent cacao hot chocolate, did you? Was it? Did well, you enjoy I'm gonna throw myself under the bus here because this. Yeah. I'll give right. So, oh man, this is so bad. <laughs> he basically turns around and he goes, um, "Do you want to try some of this hundred percent cacao drink?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, f- of course. Yeah, we'll have some of that." So he pours yeah. me and Catherine like a little shot each, right? And I take a, I take a sort of, uh, I swig, swig my back, caffeine sipping at hers. And as he's, as we're doing that, he's like, this will increase your energy, this will increase how you, your, you know, your thought process, your brain matter, and all this stuff. And I finish my shot, I put, give him the cup back, and he starts talking again about the thing, Catherine's listening. And uh, oh, just, uh, I generally turn around and go, oh my God, I feel, I feel, I can feel the energy now. I feel like, oh right? Oh and Catherine God. looks at me and she just shakes her head and like sort of smirks, laughs a little bit. I, mean, I can feel now, I just feel like the release of it. And he said, um, <laughs> I don't think it will work that quick. <laughs> I said, no, but I feel really like, and Catherine's like, oh, maybe you're just excited anyway. I said, no, but obviously it's, I've just, you know. So, so sorry, let me just get it straight to him. The guy selling it to you, has downplayed the effects of the product to you, to you, the person he's selling it to. He's actually gone, listen, I don't mind mugging these people off and selling them three kilos of powdered mushroom, but 
this guy's taking it too far now. <laughs> so I'm going to throw some of that in the bag as well, right? Um, and, and did, you can... buy the, did you buy the hot chocolate as well? Yeah, yeah I've got the hot chocolate. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, <my. laughs> Fucking hell. As we walked away, Catherine went, that was so embarrassing when you said mm. about the... You you said about how you could feel the effects of the hot chocolate. She went, why do you just... She said, you should have just walked away and let me deal with it because you get so into it. Look, look this guy, I would say, right, he had the like, the most crystal blue eyes that I've ever seen and grey hair. Oh, my God. He's like... He You're just, like fucking Jack coming home with a bag of magic beans. <laughs> no, but I'm... Like, genuinely we had this bag of just stuff and now I'm just looking I think I don't know if I can go back in on the mushrooms because I can't feel like that again I, mean, I might Listen, have them before holiday if I, if I want to drop a bit of weight and know that I can yeah. if I'm at home for two days I, I want to make you I want to make you feel a bit, a bit better so I'm going to make a couple of admissions now right because yeah. I know that you've actually prostrated yourself at the at the 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 feet of the podcast here. To to be honest about you, so two things: one, every time I go to one of those markets, I buy a load of chutneys and relishes that I'm never oh, ever going to eat. Don't even start. Uh, uh, I mean, it's you know there'd be some weird combination like orange and dandelion and then in the orange in the and dandelion pod- but like I've, we've got like a chili and elderflower one that's disgusting chili and elderflower I've also bought you know if you basically if if you add chili to anything it turns out I will buy it if this is me I've got like a chili and dog shit chutney here I know it doesn't sound appealing but the chili just undercuts the kind of disgustingness of the dog shit I'll go yeah do you know what actually sits quite I, I can imagine that on a breadstick or something it's quite tacky in your mouth but I like that yeah and then if they say to me, we've got the, it's the last jar, a hundred, oh, it, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter how big Mate, oh, just quickly, the mushroom guy did that. He went, this is my last jar. And also, can I just say, one of the jars of mushrooms had at least a third of it missing. Oh, God, you bought a second-hand <laughs> jar of fucking mushroom powder. Oh my god! Fucking hell, it's so bleak. Go on, go on. My um, also, I have in the last week gone from a position of being somebody that wanted to do more walking to somebody that's now bought an electric scooter. I mean, you I, bought I an electric scooter. Yeah, it's not arrived yet. I ordered it. I, I, I managed to like, I managed to get sort of get myself into a like a a, a, a spiral of online research. And then got to the point where I convinced myself that I should get an electric scooter. Hold on, so are you using it for town or are you using it for home? No, town. Oh, my God. So wait, when you say an electric scooter, is it one you stand on it? Yeah. Are you going to wear a helmet with it? Or? Well, that's what I wanted to... I mean, I need to... You have to legally, don't you? Yeah. Also, I just think, just for your own image. And also to avoid dying as well, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah avoid dying, but also because other people will see you on it. And I don't know... So you, can you go on the roads and stuff with it? Why do you look so dis- Why I feel like I've gone too far. It's like, you know, like when somebody's gone, um, oh, d- isn't it annoying when you've got a bogey in your nose? And then I've gone, <laughs> isn't it annoying when you get your dick out and start wanking in a meeting? <laughs> no, I just think it's a big move to scoot, electric scooter. I know. 
I, I, I'm going to say Should I now, just return I, Yeah, I'm going to say, I felt pretty fucking pathetic about spending fucking 45 quid on some shitty old mushroom powder. You've got to throw in a couple of bags of sand at fucking electric. Because I know you. It won't be like any old skill. It'll be quite a high-end one, I can imagine. Do you know what's incredible to me is that you don't think it's a big reveal that it was 45 quid for the mushroom powder. <laughs> and the cocoa. And the cacao. Oh, and, the coca- and the coke, yeah. yeah. Well, essentially, I actually, um, I actually would have rather that was the transaction, to be honest with you. <laughs> you bought some coke from a guy with a leather flask at a farmer's market. <laughs> he probably had some. So hold up. Yeah. So you've got an electric scooter now that you're going to whiz well, around not come, town. It's not come, it's not come yet. What, what are you not gonna, how are you going to get it into London? It folds up. Right. And it's very light. Is that, oh, so right? you're going to get on the train with it? Yeah. You think this is a big mistake, don't you? No, I just I just know you, and I just thought of, you know people are going to stop you as you go past or cheer at you as you go past. No, they won't. Like they're not going to no, people. No, they're not. Are unless they? you've unless you've got a visor like a remember Mask Crusaders. Yeah. Unless you've got a visor like that, so people can't see your whole face. Mm, okay. has, has it got different speeds? Yeah. Okay. You. What you... I'm, I'm just not. I, I got. Look, I went down a rabbit hole once of getting obsessed with buying an electric bike to get around London right. in. Yeah. And I just thought, oh no, there's the tube, and also I enjoy walking. Right. Yeah, I that's, just, I, th- those two things are also true for me, but for some reason I still went ahead and bought the thing. So, because walking around London's my favourite thing. Same. Same. And in yeah. fact, just recently I realised that I, I, I've realised that I don't need to use a tube anymore. Like, I, I would rather factor in the extra time and, and yeah, do the same. walk. If it's less than an hour and a half, I'm walking, to be honest. You, I love to walk and talk. I think it's one of the best things to do in London. You go for a chat with your mate and you have a stroll. And, yeah, you know, I mean, you... obviously, if I, if I was with you and we were at a meeting together, I wouldn't go, right, I'd love to stay and chat, but I'll meet you there and then I'll see you at the pub and then head off on well, the scooter. Or I'd walk I'd, with you. Like, because I was the only kid up until I was about 14 unable to ride a bike because I couldn't get yeah. the hang of it, right? So my mates used to ride a bike, and I'd run alongside them, right? Yeah, but um, maybe I'd give you, maybe I'd give you a back here. You could sit on the handlebars like AT. Mate, <laughs> that would break your scooter. There's not a scooter that's. I'm still getting over the fact that when I. That's one of the reasons I've lost weight, so I can get a Peloton. How pathetic is that? What do you mean? Hold on. What do you mean? When I spoke to the Peloton salesman, right? He said to me, "I was chatting. He went, how much you weigh?" And at the time, I was like twenty-one and a half stone. Right. And he was like, "The max limit on this is about nineteen stone." So you're too heavy to get fit, essentially. Mm. So I'm working to get fit enough that I can actually get even fit. Well, how much do you weigh now? Uh, I'm just at the top end of 19. Uh, bottom end of oh, 19. Mate. Bottom end of 19. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So I hope, I'm getting close to the fact that I can actually use a Peloton. But I don't know. I, I, because a scooter, you, you've got no reinforcement, right? It's like a skateboard. No. no. And, uh, you know, to give you some sort of context... Uh, we got Charlie a couple of years ago, like a little hoverboard thing. And it's like, you sit on it and it's got like an attachment that you put on it so you can ride it like a little kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, like a little go-kart thing. Anyway, I said, do you want to go on it, Dad? And I said, yeah, sure. And it lasted 10 seconds and it smashed to pieces under my weight and kind of the way that I controlled it. And what I would say is... I worry, I'm genuinely a little bit worried as well because I, like, scooter-wise, London traffic and London tra- drivers... So what do you go in the, in the bike lane on it? I, it's not arrived yet, so I don't know. But I, I, I mean, from my research... Well, you said yeah, you've you done go, all this research. I'm worried now that yeah, you've not yeah. got... Don't go on the big roads with it. No, you go on the cycle lane or whatever. Yeah, don't go around the North Circular and stuff like that. No, right? I'm not going to travel to London from Crawley on the fucking <laughs> East Go. It hasn't got the range, I looked. <laughs> so, 
So it would just be for trips, say, like, you've got to come to my office. Yeah. From your office. Yeah. yeah. You'll fly. Yeah, okay. Have you got, like, um, knee pads and stuff in case you no. fall off? No, I haven't got knee pads. <laughs> uh, I think I'm just going to send this thing back, man. I can't. I, 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 as we've talked about it, I wish I'd had this conversation before I pulled the trigger on the purchase, but... Is, have you told the swan that you're getting it or? No, she doesn't know. Nobody knows. You're the first person I'm telling. Wow. Yeah. And I, then I'm going to find out if she actually does listen to this, if she comes and gives me a massive bollocking. Yeah, for spe- yeah, buying a scooter. Yeah. I mean, I took my, I took my, I took my medicine and my mushrooms at the same time, and, and, and I took the licking then. And mm. I actually sort of, yeah. And every time, like now, since... Basically, when people have, like... My mum and dad came around the house, Catherine just brings out the mushrooms and makes a joke about it. Mm. Sort of, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you... I could bring them some of the mushroom powder to you and you can have it if yeah, you want. Yeah, if I fancy having a clear out, yeah. I'll have three grams of the lion's mane and then write the weekend off. <laughs> All right, Tom, we're at, the, we're at the end of the episode here. Um, oh and uh, I'm very sorry about the internet issues. It, it turns out, I sort of tried to blame it on you, but it turns out, based on the fact I've moved to a room with better internet, it clearly was my fault. It's, it's difficult um, for you because what I'm realising is your internet's doing a lot of hard work, heavy lifting, because the house is like this castle you're in. Um, it's, quite, it's quite difficult to find the hot spot, the perfect sweet spot, isn't it? Yeah, well, I wish I could banter you back, but as I said, I've never seen your house. And in fact, you were so you were so keen from not to see the house that for the first couple of weeks that you were doing this, you'd blur the background. So I had no idea what your house looked like. No, that's because there's no... I mean, look, I'm still waiting to put stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Yours, yours is... Like, so, what is that? Sorry, Tom. Can I just ask a quick question before we go? What is that picture by the door, sort of leaning against the wall? It looks like it's a. Yeah, it looks like it's a picture of you. It is a picture of me. It's a painting of me that David James, the goalkeeper, England goalkeeper, did. The England goalkeeper David James did a painting of you. Yeah. How come? He did it from when we did supper aid. Why the fuck have we been talking about mushroom powder? How how has that happened? So basically. Uh, after soccer, me and D, uh, DJ David James, one of the nicest guys yeah. I've ever met, really hit it off. Oh. We got on well. He's an absolute gentleman of a man. And um, he, he got in touch. He texted me and said, oh, look, big man, I've done a painting of you. I hope you don't mind. Can you send me a address? And he sent it to me. That's really... And uh, I've got to really get framed. Sweet. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a pretty amazing thing. Yeah. And actually, it makes me look a lot more heroic than I actually am. You, you If you look at that picture, it looks like I'm in playing in a really big football match. Not, you know... Not a, a yeah. celebrity well, match. Sh- shout, out, sh- shout out David James. That's a really lovely... Uh, he is an incredible about. human being, I've got to say, David James. I actually... Yeah. yeah he's a really cool uh, guy. Now, listen, uh, Tom, uh, do you think it's the worst episode we've ever done? I think it's in the top five of shittest ones we've ever done, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that, and most of that is down to my fault. It's no, no, I think, I think it's been a mixture of both of us. I think it's been... A, I think you realise the heavy lifting that the listeners do with their emails. Um, in yeah, a, I think <laughs> what, what we've realised is we, we got a little bit cocky and we thought, do you know what, we don't need any... We don't even need the base... The, the little bit of format that we've got, we don't even need that. We're just going to chat. And it turns out it's barely worth recording. <laughs> I imagine when we, when we send this to JT, there'll be some sort of internet block that says, actually, data is, is a precious resource. And we've had a quick skim. And it's, it's not actually worth sending through the ether. <laughs> Uh, right, shall, shall I? Shall I? Shall I? Just, yeah. Shall I? Shall I ice this shit cake with some more crap? Um, yeah. 
Yo, Martin was an orange. An orange that sat in a fruit bowl. Time after time after time, he watched the other fruit get picked up. To the point where Martin the orange thought that maybe he'd never be eaten, nay drunk himself. And as time progressed and he watched other fruit just get eaten and scoffed and enjoyed, he thought, what will become my ending? Will I be juiced? Will I be eaten? Oh, actually, this is going really, really badly, isn't it? I don't even no, know what the end is. Yeah. No, come on, come on. I mean, you're pretending like you've known what the ending is for every other one of these, you don't. One cold I say you painted yourself, yourself into a corner make it a fucking orange. Yeah, no, yeah, it's completely <laughs> fucked me with the orange thing. One cold morning, as Martin sat around, he realised that he was alone, the sole piece of fruit in what was quite a large bowl. And the owner stroke purchaser of this said orange came down. He peered into the bowl and gave a little sigh and realised there was only one orange. So he put it, Martin, in his juicer machine. And as we all know, with oranges, you need three or four to make a decent glass of juice and only a trickle of Martin's juice came through. <laughs> and the, the owner looked here, slightly disappointed, and then quaffed it back in one mouthful. And he smiled because the juice that came from Martin was sweet and beautiful and he'd kept him in there, there long enough to <laughs> make sure <laughs> that he had become the perfect state of an orange. And the guy just looked and thought, wow, that orange called Martin was delicious. I wish there was more of it. <laughs> I guess the moral of the story is this. Sometimes you can be waiting around for a long, long time for your chance to come. Sometimes it's easier to look around at other people getting their moment in the sun. Sometimes you just feel that maybe no one's listening, no one can hear, and no one really wants to, to spend any time with you. But the truth is this. When the lucky lady of fate stares upon you and you get your moment in the sun, it's always worth just trying your hardest, giving the best version of yourself you possibly can making sure that you greet people with a smile, just thinking, you know what? Hopefully, when I leave this conversation, the person will say, you know what? Very much like Martin and the Orange, that juice was really worth the squeeze. Fucking hell. Mm, that was... was uh... Yeah, yeah. That, that, you know what? I, I, in keeping with the rest of the episode, that might be my <laughs> least favourite one of those I've ever done. <laughs> Uh, JT, can you play us out with a new song by Cass's Dead? Uh, it's his new song called Ma Matt Gray Rap, which I really love. Uh, it's a beautiful tune. Uh, guys, we'll see you next time. Take care of yourselves. Uh, we're really sorry. <laughs> but What's really exciting is we're just literally going straight to another episode. And by the way, if you enjoyed that, please make sure you come to the lot. If you'd like to see that, but have paid for it, please do come to our... <laughs> Please stick up to our show <laughs> for the 2nd of November at the Apollo. Uh, all right, peace out. Bye-bye. Lift him at the lights, all lifeless. Lift off like I had nitrous. New set of tires, but a bag five. Put a look in his face, priceless. On the strip, swerving a cyclist. Spitting two words to this bird from Cyprus. Stopped off at the off-license. Come on, nigga, just off-license. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback or anything at all, 
please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. Thank you.